Hello, welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Talk with my dear friend, Emily, about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. So I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with a Cupcake. Yay. So only little bit of news this week is that it is still Socktober. Check out all of our various platforms around the internet, findable at fibercoven.com for lots of sock content. Mm-hmm. This week's blog post was about making modifications to fit different shaped feet. Yep. It's exciting. It is so exciting. exciting. We love knitting socks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Speaking of which, finished objects. I finished a pair of socks and I'm very close to finishing a second. What socks did you finish? I finished the plaid blanket socks for my oh, sweetie. So cute. Ugh. They're super cute. They're really squishy. 10 out of 10. We'll knit this pattern again. I used for the self-striping um, for the contrast color. I used a little bit of Haverland yarns that I had left over. This was her Empire Strikes Back inspired colorway. And then Pitchfork Fibers Boogie Wonderland is the main color. It's a great um, white base with lots of fun little neon bright bits going on in there. They turned out very like 90s Sailor Moon colors and I love it. Yeah, it's they they turned out super cute. We I just did a road trip with my sweetie and he was sassing me in the car. He's like, You're gonna have those ready by the time I get there, we get there. And I was like, Yeah. And then I did, but I'm like, but you can't have them yet because I haven't showed them off on the podcast <laughs> and taking pictures. Yeah, and they fit real good. I'm super excited. Ends are woven in on everything. Did you finish anything this week? I also finished a pair of socks. October crushing it. Pork socks. Pork. It's my pork impression. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. So this is uh, Brenda and Heather yarns in the problems with porks colorway, um, which is a self-striping kind of gradient ish yarn in black, brown, orange and white um so they make for very nice halloween socks in addition to space Mm. socks and i just did my standard top down vanilla sock um i did my funky wedge toe um Mm -hmm. so if you want to knit the sock it is available the recipe for my vanilla sock is for free uh in our socktober post from last year and also this wedge toe is included in the witch's brew pattern which is free for fiber coven members so you can make your own socks like this but yeah i'm excited to wear these they're done just in time to wear them for halloween and stuff so excited did you finish anything else the other thing i finished is also very halloween themed which is my pumpkin party time washcloth sample i don't have it here to show it to you because i already put it in my like rotation of washcloths and it's in the laundry now. <laughs> awesome but check out the instagram to see that and that one is another free pattern for uh for coming members yeah we'll talk more about it in promo too yeah mm-hmm. well then did you cast on another pair of socks to take the place of your porg ones why yes i did <laughs> tell me all about it i cast on these socks Ooh, is that the West Yorkshire Spinners? It is. It's my first time using this yarn. I wanted to use it because we did our commercial sock yarn blog post and I wanted to work with it. And I think they're so cute. I think I've made socks in that exact colorway. It's so cute. I think this is the pheasant colorway 
from their mm-hmm. country bird series. And it mm-hmm. alternates between like kind of fake fair isle black and or like dark gray and white stripes mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. uh red, orange, yellow, blue, and green stripes. And they're all very autumnal versions of those colors. And I think they're super cute. I'm just doing a top-down vanilla sock. These are gonna be gift mess for my dad. Mm-hmm. And I actually wanted to bother you about this. So I'm going to see Dune tomorrow in the movie Mm -hmm. theater with my hubby and some friends. And I think it's a long movie and I like to knit socks in the movie theater, but Mm -hmm. I'm already this far on this sock. Mm -hmm. I only have three more inches to go on the sock before the heel. I will likely get past that during the film. So here Mm -hmm. are my options. I could knit past that and do an afterthought heel though this is Mm -hmm. a top-down sock and I would normally do a flap I've also never done an afterthought heel for my dad so I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know if that will fit him as good as the Mm -hmm. flap or I could start another pair of socks and get it past the cuff because I don't really like to knit cuffs in the movie theater either Mm -hmm. and then like if I get far on this switched another pair of socks is that ridiculous what should i do help <laughs> i think bringing two sock projects to one movie is a little ridiculous but i don't think it would be ridiculous if you did a cuff on a, a different started a different cuff to get uh, and just jammed through like alternatively too you could pull from whatever end of the ball you are not pulling from right now and you can do your second sock of that same one. So you don't have two socks going at the same time. But then the stripes would be reversed and that will bother me. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I could also, I guess, like work on this. It's true. I just now and get to pass the heel and just work on the foot of this guy. But that requires some work. Yeah, I thought about it today, but then I worked a bit on my crocheted blanket instead of doing this. I'm not not doing great so far on that. You have another uh, yarn you have set aside for like gift socks that you need to finish before the end of the year. Yeah, I'm just like kind of trying to knit a ton of gift socks at this point. Uh, So, yeah, I definitely I I have some Felici in the Fiesta Mm -hmm. color that I think I'm going to do for my aunt. I think she listens to this sometimes. So forget about that. Um, But yeah, so I I could like just start that and have that (laughs) going. I'm not great at having two sock projects at once. I will say I will totally forsake one of them. That's fine to finish the other one. But like, whatever. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I would say, e- well, obviously it sounds like your options are either charge through the heel and gusset of this one now or start a second sock. Yeah. Cause I think the e- the easiest, like in terms of knitting would be to just tube this up and do the afterthought. But I, yeah, I'm just not, uh, I don't want to like make it for my dad and have it not fit his feet. Great. Cause I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that heel fits his foot. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, at least we I feel like we narrowed it down to two options. Yeah. Yeah, I feel maybe I will. The movie is also at like 10. Chad's going to fall asleep during this movie. Let me tell at you. Night? Yes. 10 at night? <laughs> Why so late? I, some people. So Chad has planned this whole thing with friends. And I think some people work 
kind of late. So they had to go to a later movie and they all really want to see it like Friday and like it's a thing. Um, I would fall asleep during that. We go to bed very early. We went to bed at nine last night. (laughs) Well, we don't go to bed that early, but Chad has been working. He's because he has his new job and he like today he woke up at like six and well, he's in Lexington working today. He's going to fall asleep. He falls asleep in regular movies. Like he would fall asleep in a movie that starts at seven. Well, how? Yeah. 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 I might be tempted to start the second sock. Well, I could also see like what I feel like tonight. Cause I don't, we mm-hmm. don't have anything planned tonight, which means I was mm-hmm. probably going to like cross stitch or something instead of mm-hmm. knitting. But I could, I mean, I could definitely get past that. I just don't know if I want to. <laughs> Oh, shenanigans or my my very complicated sock heel base problems it's funny not anything else uh, um i did work i said i worked on my crochet blanket but it's kind of a pain to blow right. and it looks the same um but i did work a little bit on this element pattern Mm-hmm. That I haven't pulled out in a hot minute. Oop, now I'm dropping balls. Dropping um, balls. Ooh, it's looking good. You get into the water one. Yeah, I'm into the water one now. So this is using Lauren's avatar element colors, and I'm doing like the alchemical uh, element symbols uh, in mm-hmm. color work on them. So you can kind of see this little moon forming. It looks great. Yeah. So that is enjoyable. I think that's, having- that's all I've been knitting. What Having a- just spent a week in the car, I've been uh, charging ahead on my socks. Mm-hmm. I've got some progress. Oh, yeah. On my- oh, I see the, the color shift going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So my two at a time socks are charging along. I'm almost ready to start increasing for the legal heel uh, on these. They're for my sweetie from a double dit sock blank. But I really need to charge hard if I'm going to finish all these socks. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But I think the the cuff will go faster because it's less stitches. This is 80 stitches for his like super wide duck feet. Mm-hmm. These have been going well. I'm enjoying knitting from this sock blank. And I really enjoy putting these little socks on my hands and playing around with them. They look so cute. there's that. Yeah, I've been working on these yeah. while we watch Clone Wars. Nice. Yeah. And then, so I really wanted to have these finished for recording today, but I just didn't. I'm working on the heel. I almost have two witches brew socks. You're so done. close. I am so close. I'm half of a heel away from finishing these witches brew socks, which is again a free pattern for covered members. And this is in the Sarah Sanderson colorway from Nomadic Yarns. It's so They're cute. Looking good. I'm excited to wear them for Halloween. And I just have a black with gold Stellina that I'm doing for contrast heels, toes, and cuffs. Nice. Yeah, I uh, definitely. Well, we were at a wedding, and there was a we had. A, they had a lovely party for us the night before the wedding so that everybody could get to know each other. I plowed through like a solid six inches of sock at this party while I was enjoying schmoozing with everybody. And everybody was like, what? look at how much sock you've done. It was, a, it was a big topic of discussion. Yeah. And then I got through the uh, my meaty calf section in our drive and now it's almost a full sock. Though I must say, I tried doing the heel on two nine-inch circulars, and I did not like that. I will not be trying that again. I feel like there'd be too much room. It it felt honestly, I don't know. It just felt weird. I didn't like it. Magic loop. Got the magic loop here. Cool, cool. That's all I've been knitting on. Nice. Just car socks. Mm -hmm. Car socks forever. 
that's where my mm-hmm. my sock came from was when we went to Cincinnati this past weekend. Cool. I guess that takes us into acquisitions. I actually have a couple this week. It's actually really cute. So I got uh, my order from Katushi in, and that was, I don't know if it, you might've seen on our Instagram. We did an Instagram live with the artist behind that, Chevelle, and she's from Jamaica. So Christian's like, what did... That's, what did you get from Jamaica? Who do you know? And I'm like, you can open it if you want. And he like opened it up. He's like, what? What is that? It was really cute. So I got, I, and Chevelle has tons of really cute pins, uh, but I, I don't collect pins. So I got a bunch of her designs as stickers. Nice little lucky cat and little Reaper kitty, little, little butterfly kitty. They're very cute. There. And then I got a couple of this um, pumpkin cat design. And I put this one in my bullet journal this week. So a lot of these, some of these are for give, little giveaway treats and a little notepad and a little cat in a jar. Oh, cute. And I also, oh, you're going to laugh at me. It's a rock. It's a rock. From Moab. <laughs> we went on a walk uh, in the Moab area near our little campsite. And I was a little stoned and I was like touching all these rocks and I thought this one was pretty in my altered state of mind and I decided because it's I don't know if you can see but it's a little bit green it's like a nice like orangey sandstone but it's got little green green bits on it and I thought it was really pretty and I still think it's pretty and I brought it home and that's that's what I've acquired this week very nice what about what about you so we went on a little mini trip up to uh, Cincinnati. We got some things from Ikea. Nothing particularly interesting. Chad needed a chair and we needed a rug for his desk area and stuff. But also we wanted to go to Herophany and Hedge, which mm-hmm. is a really cool witch shop in Covington, Kentucky, because I wanted to go there like before Sawin and uh, mm-hmm. look around. And I got a some stuff there um so this the shop opened like right before i came to visit you in like may Mm -hmm. and they've i think they're doing well uh they just got written up by a city beat article and they've been like really busy since then i guess and there were there were a lot of people in there when i was in there and it's it's like kind of a mix of like fictional witchy theme stuff and like we do witchcraft here stuff which i i really like I think mm-hmm. it's the the owners are like practicing witches and it, they but they still have like fun themey stuff like they have a familiar section with like stuffed animals of different familiars and mm-hmm. but there's also like really cool legit witch books and they have like jars of a bunch of different ingredients and things that you can get mm-hmm. um so that's cool the stuff I got there I wanted to get one of these which I thought was neat these are their gift card coins that they mm. just got so it's a real metal coin and you mm-hmm. buy it for five dollars and it's worth five dollars in the shop um cool yeah so i thought that's neat um i also just you know produced a coin so i wanted to check out their coin but mm-hmm. it's fun because you could get like a sack of these and then like pay with like a sack of coins like you're in dnd <laughs> so i got that and then i also wanted to get some candles while I was there so I got the this is old soul artisan candles Mm -hmm. um and I got the we're all mad here one last time I was there and Mm -hmm. I know I make candles but (laughs) it smells so good and it's like okay 
I make yarn and that doesn't stop me from buying. Yeah, yarn. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> it smells so good. My we're all mad here. One, it's it says the scent is tea and cake, and it, mm-hmm. I mean, it smells like that, and it like has a really almondy like cake smell, mm-hmm. and I love it. And it's like my special occasion candle. Like if I'm taking like a really fancy luxurious bath, I use that candle. So I wanted to get a couple more of those candles uh, and mm-hmm. smell them, and I ended up getting two. I got this one that's Sleepy Hollow, and it says mm-hmm. pumpkin, cinnamon, and molasses. Ooh. And it smells really good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So that's my like little Halloween-y one. And then I also mm-hmm. got this one, Mr. Hyde, which mm-hmm. is toasted almond and cherry. Mm-hmm. And it kind of smells like the Warrior All Mad here one that I really liked, but like more like intense almondy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Nice. nice. And then when I was checking out, one of the owners tossed in a tea light from that company Ooh. for me too. And this is the Sawain smell. So I know it's themed. I should have saved this for the end. I failed. This one is like clove and some other kind of smells like mm-hmm. that. And it's like out on my desk right now. It's making my desk smell really good. So nice. the other things I got, I got this really sweet book. Mm-hmm. It's called Becoming Dangerous, Witchy Femmes, Queer Conjurers, and Magical Rebels. And nice. it's a collection of essays uh-huh. by different witchy people of varying gender identities. That sounds really good. And it has Maybe- a foreword by the author of Witches, Sluts, and Feminists, which is the book that I got at City Lights that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. Maybe uh, if you don't mind, you could send that one my way when you're done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds would, really cool. This, I'm very curious about it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then the last couple things I got were this little cute lapis lazuli. That's like mm-hmm. a little kind of triangle shaped tumble. It's a yeah. fun pocket rock shape. Mm-hmm. And we got this fancy ink. Nice. Um, For your so- fountain pens. Yeah, so this is Jacques Urban, Urban, uh, French. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at pronouncing it. And uh, it's their like anniversary series that has like really nice shimmer in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is this, this an orange? It's orange. And this is, it's called Coraline de Egypt, but it's mm-hmm. like Carnelian inspired. Mm-hmm. It's just in French. Nice. We thought this was pretty. And Chad also uses fountain ink. So I think he was excited to find something at the witch shop that also appealed to him. Cool. Uh, so that's what I got at the witch shop. But speaking of my candle that I should have saved for the end for a good transition, but I'm a bad podcaster. Uh, so our topic for the episode is Sawin. Yeah, it's very uh, topical as it's coming up like next week. Yeah, it's really exciting. So that's uh colloquially known as Halloween, but it uh, comes from many different uh, sorts of folklores. And we're going to talk about it. What did you have to kick us off with? So, so in, it's spelled Samhain. It's S-A-M-H-A-I-N. So you'll hear people pronounce it a number of different ways. It's Gaelic, so it's kind of hard to find a really definitive Mm -hmm. good pronunciation of it, but Samhain is a pretty generally accepted one. Mm -hmm. And it's a Gaelic festival, and it marks the end of the harvest season, and it starts Mm -hmm. winter. Nice. Um, so it's a nice liminal transitional festival. It starts the evening of October 31st and it runs through mm-hmm. the evening of November 1st. 
I find it really interesting that this is obviously like a Gaelic tradition that uh, got uh, Christianized eventually. And then like all the areas that became Christianized kind of adopted that. So like Rome traditionally did their like ancestor uh, holidays because it's one of the things you do for Samhain is you, you know, create little altars and venerate your ancestors when Italy, when Rome got Christianized, they took their ancestor venerating holidays, which were in the late winter, early spring and transitioned them into like the fall winter time. And also too, in uh, Latin America, predominantly Mexico, like the day of the dead is got Christianized as well, but that's also an ancestor venerating Mm -hmm. sort of a celebration. Yeah. So it's, it's a really old Celtic festival and it is first mentioned in uh, Irish literature from the ninth century. That's like the first documented reference we have to it, but it, it certainly probably existed before that. That's just the first documented reference we have. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was the literature said it was marked by gatherings and feasts and uh, it was thought to be a time of year where basically like the other world was open. Like there, Mm -hmm. it was like a time where the dead could walk among the living and yeah. Mm -hmm. And across a lot of the different cultures, this kind of like, depending on how you think of it, the peak of autumn or the transition between autumn and winter, depending on like what, how the culture thinks of it lots of different traditions have that as that like time when the veil, the veil between the living and the dead is most liminal. The thing that I really thought was interesting was the uh, Gaelic mythology of, uh, I'm going to pronounce this horribly, uh, Kaliak, which is the kind of like hag of winter deity. And it takes various shades across, you know, Ireland, Scotland, different parts and different traditions, but it's just like a crone goddess who, who, who is a, a winter deity and it's, you know, split between the winter, you know, the year is split between the winter deities and the, the fertile spring, summer deities, but Kaliak being the winter deities thought to have blue skin and rust colored teeth and be an old crone. And I just thought that was super cool. I know practically nothing about Gaelic mythology. I find it super interesting. And like, it's not just, I like how she's not like just a like winter and like the natural cycle of death. She's also a creative deity that's thought that she created landscapes like where her staff touches or where her feet touched mountains were spring up and like winter would descend, but like that creation of land. And she's also thought to protect the animals of the forest and help them survive through winter, which I think is super cool to have a winter deity. That's also a creator and protector. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of the rabbit hole I went down for this. <laughs> nice. Um, so the church tried to uh, change this into a Christian holiday, as they do. So they changed it to All Saints Day. Um, and mm-hmm. they changed the day after uh, All Saints Day to All Souls Day. And there there was a pope it's, that happened in the ninth century. Uh, and there was a pope, an earlier pope, a couple hundred years earlier, tried to shift it all the way to May. And people were mm-hmm. like, no, nah, we're not having that. So it was successfully shifted to All Saints Day and All Souls Day in the ninth century. <laughs> we can handle it shifting a day or two, but not six months. No, no. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, 
the two festivals kind of influenced each other. So like All Saints Day and All Souls Day and Samhain are they all have like kind of similar stuff with like honoring the mm-hmm. dead going on. They kind of bleed into each other and eventually synthesize into Halloween. Halloween mm-hmm. is a blend of the Christian version and the Gaelic version. So Samhain is one of the four big Celtic holidays. Uh, and it's thought that there were bonfires at this time. Uh, and it's kind of like the sister holiday to Beltane, uh, which mm-hmm. is the summer festival for the living. And then Samhain is like the festival for the dead mm-hmm. and welcoming winter. Mm-hmm. A lot of Samhain fest, uh, festival traditions come into Halloween today. Um, so mumming was a tradition and it was you you basically like went from house to house in a costume or a disguise and you would sing songs or recite verses and farmers would give you food in exchange. So it's kind of trick-or-treating, proto-trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kind of maybe scary costumes back in Druid days were the announcement analogy of how in every zombie movie like when our heroes coat themselves in zombie guts to like walk around undisturbed they thought if they put on scary costumes that they could walk amongst the spirits who were who were around because the space was it was that liminal time when the dead were in our realm yeah and there were i saw some like examples of like wearing horse skulls and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing sounds really fun Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then like the prank aspect of trick or treating. So there, there would also be like pranks that people would do maybe on like a farmer that they weren't so pleased with in their area, but those were always blamed on like the fae or like some, some other like entity was Mm -hmm. doing that. Not the people, of course. So of course not, of course not. (laughs) And I wrote down some correspondences for uh, Mm -hmm. like modern witchy practice. If you want to have a Samhain altar or if you just like want to decorate or celebrate. So colors, pretty much the same as Halloween, like black, Mm -hmm. orange, white, silver. Some deities that could go with it. Anubis, uh, Mm -hmm. the Morrigan, Hell and uh, Mm -hmm. Hades. They're all death adjacent gods i mean Um, if it's it's a holiday about ancestor veneration and the the veil being thin like it makes sense to worship your gods of the underground mm -hmm. i always liked the the norse goddess hell she's depicted as being half uh maiden and half skeleton and i always think it's interesting because it's not quite set whether she's split hamburger style or hot dog style oh so she could be like a mermaid skeleton situation. <laughs> yeah, I think I think split hot dog style is more interesting personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Foods mm-hmm. Uh, like autumnal foods, right? Pumpkins, gourds, mm-hmm. apples, ciders, and wines. Yeah, and cakes because uh, that would often be the treat if you were mumming. There would be like a cake situation and symbols. You got jack o' lanterns, bonfires. Mm-hmm leaves more apples skulls acorns all of those kinds Mm -hmm. of things some decoration ideas you could use divination tools so divination is a popular practice to celebrate Zawin because of the liminal time between Mm -hmm. uh the different realms Mm -hmm. you could use 
ashes, um, things to remind you of people that have passed on. Mm -hmm. Also candles and windows to help guide spirits on their journey, get them back after they're frolicking on our realm, get them back to their realm safely. Mm -hmm. And I was looking up some stuff in some of my books uh, for ideas and in my Queering Your Craft book, I liked this idea for Sawin, which is if you aren't close to your family or like your biological family and you have more of a chosen family, or if you're queer and you want to honor like your queer identity, uh, you could look into specifically like your queer relatives if you have information about that. Or Mm -hmm. you could just look up uh, queer people that you relate to in history, maybe honor them with a candle on your altar, um, Mm -hmm. or maybe look up queer people from your city or your birthplace that you don't know about to honor that history. Nice. I love that. I know. uh, I just remember last year because I have been doing, I'm more familiar with it from a Day of the Dead perspective, having only ever lived in Texas and California, where there's a considerable Latino population. I usually set up some sort of ancestor altar every year. And I know, and, and uh, it's definitely true. It does not have to be your blood relatives. Um, actually, I'm very fortunate and I don't, I was the people that I'm close with in my biological family are luckily still, most of them are still around, but I uh, set up, uh, you know, people that I honor that I've passed or someone that I knew uh, an acquaint- a friend from high, my high school times. And also like, I know last year around this time, our RBG passed and that uh, kind of rocked a lot of us. I definitely like lit some candles for her. So like definitely doesn't have to be your biological ancestors if you're going to do an ancestor altar. Yeah. Anyone who's passed on that you want to honor. Yeah. That was such a fun discussion of Samhain. It's, this is actually like my first year is like a full, like a full, like official pagan. And before I was just last year, I was more like dipping my feet in and now I've just really embraced it. And I'm mm-hmm. excited. Me mm-hmm. too. Do you have any yeah. plans yet? Um, I, I usually do an ancestor altar, so I'm definitely going to keep doing that. I know my sweetie wouldn't be, uh, wouldn't be opposed to some mold wine or cider. Do that. Maybe make some little cakes up. Mm-hmm. What that about you? Good. Yeah, so we've been we've been watching a bunch of Halloween movies, which mm-hmm. I like, and I'll probably do like a tarot spread reading on mm-hmm. like October thirty first evening as like a witch thing to do. I'm sorry, Buttercup is booping the garbage can in my office with her nose for unknown reason. I can barely hear it. It's okay, fine. Cool. But yeah, so I will probably do like a tarot spread situation. I have stuff from people who have passed in my life on my altar like regularly. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'll reorganize it so that's more towards the front. Yeah. There's also the tradition I'm thinking of doing is maybe the the silent supper where you set a plate for people that have passed. So I might do that Dia de los Muertos while my family that I know of doesn't have any Latinx heritage. My favorite uncle who passed his favorite dish was mole. So I might uh, make some some mole and set a plate for, for my uncle who passed. That might be a good thing to do. That sounds nice. Yeah. Oh, I want to carve a pumpkin also. I didn't carve a pumpkin yeah. last year. I'm going to carve a pumpkin. I carved, it's true. I haven't carved a pumpkin this year. My last, uh, I, the last pumpkin I carved was very um, politically angry. <laughs> uh, I very much enjoyed having it on my 
forge. That's okay. They're supposed to like scare away evil spirits, right? So you were scaring away evil conservatives. <laughs> it just said vote him out. It wasn't anything that bad. But yes, maybe we will do pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Well, that was an awesome discussion on Sawin, which I recently learned how to pronounce. Thank you, Supernatural, for messing that up for me. How did they say it? <laughs> Well, it was kind of a personification character that was their monster of the week, and it was Sam Hain. And I'm like, like, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a joke. Yeah. So I'm real excited to celebrate. It sounds like we both have some uh, good little plans for our own celebrating in our own houses. And we hope that you guys, if you're celebrating, whether it's just, you know, the uh, secular Halloween and hope you engage in a little bit of fun. And if not, if it's part of your like spiritual practice, like you have a nice time and you get to do all those nice things that are important to you and hopefully enjoy some tasty um, treats and drinks. Yeah. Awesome. We do have a little bit of promo this week. Mine is very brief. I was away on vacation. Now I'm back. My Etsy shop is back open. You can buy a yard again. Hooray. Yeah, but Emily's is a little more exciting. Only slightly. Um, I have a very <laughs> small pattern. <laughs> it's not that exciting. Um, but I released my pumpkin party time washcloth pattern, which is a mosaic knit washcloth that features really cute little jack-o'-lanterns on it. So it's very thematically appropriate for this time of year. Um, and that is available for free for Fiber Coven Patreon members. It's kind of a companion pattern to my candy corn cuteness mosaic knit washcloth pattern that is also available for free for Fiber Coven members. So if you'd like to make some cute mug rugs or washcloths that are kind of spooky themed and cutesy, cutesy spooky, you can do that. If you are not a member of the Fiber Coven, you can get it on both my Ravelry and my Payhip. It is two bucks and it includes the nice chart to do mosaic knitting. And because it's a small mosaic knit pattern, if you've never tried it before, it's a good first pattern to try. There's no like advanced I mean, there aren't really advanced mosaic techniques, but it's it's not hard. I promise you work with one color at a time and you just slip the other color stitches. It's really easy. It's knit flat. So I think it would be a good first mosaic pattern to try out. Or if you just want to like make something spooky over the weekend before Halloween, you'd have plenty of time to finish it. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted because an enormous pine cone just tumbled off my roof and startled me, but yeah, go get your uh, sweet pumpkin and candy corn patterns. Free for Fiber Coven members. And that's about it for us. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with us. And if you're looking to find those patterns we just mentioned or my yarns, you can find links to everywhere we are around the internet on fibercoven.com. And come hang out in our Patreon or in our uh, Discord group. It's really fun. And yeah, until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.